This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. All right, we're in part three of a practical guide for the Abat Aminim. And today we're going to be talking about how to choose the perfect Etrog. Now, we spoke about Lulav, Hadas, and Arava. But by far, everybody concentrates on the etrog the most. And uh, you really have to be careful in all the other three minim because if you mess up on those, your etrog is not worth too much either because you don't have a mahudr set. However, um, picking an etrog is something special, something that everybody looks forward to and everybody, uh, you know, it's a very personal decision, etrog. Some people like etrogim that are very clean, even though they look like a banana. And others, they like etrogim that it's a beautiful shape, even though it's totally not clean. And let's discuss what the poskim and the Shulchan Aruch emphasize. It's written in the Torah that you should take for yourself pri etz hadar, and the Gemara in Masechet Sukkah says that that's referring to an etrog and part of the language of hadar 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 beilan, a fruit that lives on a tree. Also, pri etz hadar, a pri that is similar to the etz, a pri that's similar to the tree, and that's an etrog. Why, says the Maram ben Habib on the, in Masechet Sukkah? Because just like an etrog, most of its fruit is the actual peel, so too it's similar to a tree that has its bark. So that's why it's similar to a tree. Either way, whatever way you slice it, the, the, we, the, the, the most important is to take an etrog. Now, the number one thing is that before everything else, you have to make sure it's an etrog. <laughs> now, easier said than done. But there is uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the poskim already discuss what would be if somebody takes an etrog that's grafted, an etrog murkav, grafted with a lemon. So I'm not going to discuss this too long, but what the, we have to know there's different grades of an etrogim and different places where etrogim come from. Basically, you have you have um, you you have the Rama in the Teshuvah writes that one of the reasons why an etrog is a, a, a grafted etrog is not good. I mean, the Rama others write as well is because is because half of it is an etrog and half of it is a lemon. So you only have half half a fruit, half an etrog. So that's why it doesn't work. <laughs> Throughout the generations, some poskim said that if you graft an etrog with a chashchush tree, for example, a chashchush tree is a tree that doesn't grow fruits that are edible, but it strengthens the etrogs. The etrog on its own sometimes will not be strong enough. So they say, well, that's not called real grafting. Another poskim said it is. So you really, to find a pure etrog, you have to go with tradition, with misora. Now, there are different misora, there are different traditions. There's those who have the tradition uh, from Moroccan etrogim. The whole shiur separate I could give on Moroccan etrogim, but basically um, there, there's already the Bikure Yaakov says that people brought to him an etrog from Morocco and he was very impressed with them. And throughout generations, Jews have been using these etrogim that are grown in a, in a southern part of Morocco next to Agadir that people know from tradition, from generation to generation that this was not touched and this was not altered. And although the Moroccan etrog doesn't have um, that doesn't have, uh, we'll call it uh, a lot of uh, a lot of flesh, and its seeds are a little bit different. But the main uh, deciding factor of knowing what's called an etrog is the mesora, is the tradition. 
So that's why they say that the, the Rizkarov would make a bracha on a Moroccan etrog. Uh, the, uh, another Gdole Olam uh, Rabbi Yashiv was very careful to use a Moroccan etrog. Another Puskim as well uh, 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 held that the Moroccan etrog is, the, is, is, is very meyuchas, uh, we'll call it. It has a good yichus. It has a good lineage. Uh, many Hasidim use Etrogim from Yanov, Yanover Etrogim, Chabad uses those Etrogim, they come from a place in Italy. There's, call, there's things that you'll see, Etrogi Chazonish, which basically the Chazonish was in Tzfat, and he pointed out that these trees are real Etrogim trees, and from there the students took the seeds and planted in different areas. There's the Lepkovitcha, uh, there's Shapira, there's different types of of, of, of orchards that were planted with those seeds, those called our Etroge Chazonish, which also have a Mesora from the Chazonish. There are other, there, there, and, and once again, you can't just say, well, an Etroge from Eretz Israel. A lot of places they could graft them. You get an Etroge from the Chazonish, you get Teimani Etrogim have a very good uh, Mesora, you get a, you get a Yanover, you get a, as we mentioned, we get a Moroccan Etroge, all of those have proper Mesora, but you can't, and you have to make sure that it has a Heksher and it's coming from a reliable place. You can't just a guy tell you, well, uh, this Etroge is fine. You first gotta know where the lineage is from. Now, once you get, once you know where the lineage is from, number two, the second question is, do you get an etrog with, etrog with a pitam or you don't get an etrog with a pitam? So uh, there's a rosh in Masechet Sukkah that says that an etrog without a pitam is not kosher. Okay? <laughs> Half of the etrogim that you'll see the people are using are etrogim without pitam. So what do they do with this rosh? So they explained what the rosh meant was that it had a pitam and then it fell off. But an etrog that grew originally with no pitam whatsoever, that's derech gidolo, that's fine. And here there's a whole uh, tradition how to know if the etrog grew without it. If you take a look at an etrog, I don't have etrogim now without a pitam. Without a, without a pitam. But if you take an etrog, a lot of chazonish etrogim do not have pitams, and they have a little bit of indentation inside, like a little, it's a little bit like a, like a crater on top where the, where the pitam is. If it has a crater, then you know that it's called a... Um, that it's called a, uh, uh, um, you, you know that it's called a, an etrog, that the pitam fell beforehand. Rebel Yashiv was the opinion that the pitam has to fall within a third of the growth of the etrog, because if it didn't fall within a third of the growth, then it's already chayav bima'aser, and if it's chayav bima'aser, it's a problem. Most other poskim say as long as it fell before it fell off the tree, it's also okay. However, there are those, Rav Scheinberg was of the opinion, Rav Meir Bronsdorfer was of the opinion, that an etrog has to have a pitam, if not, it's not kosher. So there are many people that are careful to take specifically an etrog, etrog with a pitam. So here, let me show you, uh, this is Moroccan etrogim, for the most part, Moroccan etrogim have pitams, and they're healthy pitams. If you take a look over here, you'll see that the pitam is quite healthy. This is a Moroccan etrog. And let's take let's 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 first learn a few more halachot and then we'll examine the itrog. So now we learned from where it has to come from. Number two, we learned that it has to um, it, 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 it's preferable if it has a pitam, even if it doesn't have a pitam, it's also kosher. But definitely, if you have a choice of the pitam, it's also it's preferable. Number three, the cleansing, the cleanliness. The more clean the itrog is, it has to be mehudar. We're going to start with the first level that you have to look for is its cleanliness. Then we're going to see it's the shape. And then we're going to see, we're going to see other, other advantages. But let's start with the cleanliness. The Shulchan Aruch writes in Simantaf Resh Memchet Seif Tet. 
Alta chazazit o yalefet alav. Let's say a blister is on the etrog. So if it's in two or three places, it's pasul. If it's in one place, if it's on most of it, it's pasul. And if it's on the chotam, then even a little bit of it is pasul. What's a chazazi? The chazazi is a blister. You don't normally find blisters on etrogim. For example, I don't know, this is not a very good picture from the dirshu, but I don't know if you're going to be able to find it. To see over here, it's like little blisters. So if it's on the bottom of the uh, bottom and it's not on the chotam, then two or three places is like the majority of the etrog is a problem. But if it's on the chotam, even a little bit is is uh, is 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 a problem. Now here I'm going to explain what's how what's the chotam and what's the not the chotam. An etrog starts curving up on top, right? The bottom is not the chotam. The top is the chotam. There's a machloket Rashi and the Rambam. What's called the chotam? According to Rashi, the chotam is where your eye meets the curve, which is around here. According to the Rambam, the Chotam is the, is, the, is the upper slope. We're Machmir both. We're Machmir that already from around the curve and anything that's above is already called the Chotam and it's a problem. I have a trick that I learned from my Rabbanim when we, when we learned Arbat Aminim how to tell what the Chotam is. It's very simple. You put it on, let's see if the video could catch this. You put, the, you put it on the table and you look on the bottom where it could start curving. And when it starts curving, that's the that's the chotam. So over here, it starts curving. For example, down here, so that's where you know where the chotam is. Different chotams on the etrog, like over here, it curves a little bit higher, here a little bit lower, and this is where it matters. You have to look for a blister. Now you're going to tell me, Lebar, there's no blisters on any etrog I've ever seen. You're right because those etrogim don't usually make it to the market, but what does make it to the market? is what the Shulchan Aruch writes in Seif. Seif Yud Bet, Mi Chotmo Ve'elach, from the Chotam and on, Dehainu Mi Makom Shematchil Leshapea Ada Pitma, from the place where it starts to bend up on a slope, Posel chazazit, chazazit is posel, vechol shinui mar'e, and any difference in color, bechol shehu, even a little bit, which means those dreaded black dots. Anytime you find a black dot on the etrog, so if it's on the chotam, then it could make the etrog pasul. If it's Below the Chotam, if it's in two or three places that you would make a triangle around it and it would be the majority of the Chotam, of the, I'm sorry, of the Etrog from the bottom, then it's a problem. And sometimes you find that. So here you have a beautiful Etrog. It looks like a beautiful Etrog, the truth is. But let's examine. As I am, as I am examining, now where do you hold an Etrog? You don't look at it like this because it's written pre-Etzhadar and the Mabit writes in the Teshuvah that the way how we measure the beauty of an etrog is you hold it as when you're holding the lulav and etrog, which is over here. So you hold it at normal eye view, and that's where you turn it. If you don't see any black dot, it's kosher. Even if close by, you'll see a black dot, but you don't see it at eye bird view, it's kosher. Now, if there's a dot there and you would see it a little closer, could be it's not mehudad, but it's still kosher. Some say it's also called mehudad. That depends which... Uh, which Morei Hora'ah you speak to. 
But if if they're going to see close by and it's not going to be and they're going to and they can't tell the dot, so that might be a problem. So right now, and that might be a, a question if it's mehudat or not. But let's say you don't see anything, then it's not a, then it's not a then it's then it's not a problem. Now as I'm turning this etrog, I do notice a dot right over here, and if I look closely, I looked and the dot is not a black dot. Rather, it's a bletel. Let's see if the camera sees this. I don't really know if they're going to be able to see it. I don't think. You, in other words, I don't know here. Leave that. Let me let me see here. That's right over here. So it's a bletel. What's a uh, uh, what's a bletel? A black dot means a black dot. That's what's posel. Shinuimari is black or red. A brown dot is not posel. What a lot of times where you have brown coming from is because a leaf uh, 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 hit it while it was growing and that we call it a bletel. And the Ramah says, mm-hmm. bletels don't posel because that's part of the growth of the etrog. It's like a scab. It's part of the growth of the etrog. It does remove the hidur of the etrog. But here you're going to have a wide range of opinions how much of the hidur of the etrog it removes or not. It's going to be, it's going to be a large, a, a different range of poskim. What do you opt for? Something with no blattles whatsoever or something with a nicer shape? That already is subject to discussion. However, having a black dot on top is a no-no. So let's continue looking at this etrog. So I'm looking around. I don't see any black dots. So this etrog is mehudar. It has no black dot. Now, it's a Ferrari. Am I going to call it... Uh, will give me a better car. A Bent? Better, Bentley is better than Ferrari? Uh, Rolls-Royce SUV. You know, I told... That was last time I told you about the Rolls-Royce They didn't give me the car. I told you that. They didn't give me the car. So, so for those of you who weren't there last week, I, 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 my, there was a valet right behind me by the doctor's office. He had a Rolls-Royce SUV. So I tried to tell him that was my car. He didn't believe me. Uh, I guess he couldn't believe that seven kids fit in there. Now, um, it's SUV. SUV. I don't s- That's right. They just strap them to the top. So if you take a look closely, if you take a, uh, a look closely at the at this throat, so you don't see any, so it's not a Ferrari, but it's, it's not a Rolls-Royce uh, SUV, but it's a Ferrari. Why? Because it's mehudat. It doesn't have any black dots. But it has a blattel in the chotam. So it's, it's nice. Hundred, $150. $250, $300, it's not. Different levels. It's fine. Your yotze mehudar. Mehudar. It doesn't have any black dot on it. On, is it clean on the rest of the etrog? Kind of. Here you have a little, you know what? This is a little bit of a chazazit. A little bit of a blister over here if you look closely. I don't know if it's a blister really. I don't think it's a blister. But this you would see it's kind of almost approaching blister territory. But it's one on the bottom. You have a few more scratches on the bottom. So uh, a few more bledlachs. So, so far we covered cleanliness. And once again, in order to be clean, it has to... It has to, uh, in order to be clean, it has to be clean from any, uh, any, any dots, any black dots on the chotam. That is about cleanliness. After cleanliness, we opt for shape. Yes. For all the things you hold it at, at an arm's length when you look at it, or just yes. For 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 anything that has to do with hadar, we'll see with chaser is not that way. We'll get to chaser in a moment. 
Not number two is that you look for shape. Now, the proper shape of an etrog, the Tiferet Israel writes, is that it's uh, it's got the the okets, it's symmetric to the to the pitam, and it's shaped like a migdal on top. So this has a very nice shape of an etrog. Perfect, perfect shape? No, because a little bit more here. But it's got a very nice shape. So this is a very nice shape. Let's let's take a look at the other ones. So this, I would say, is very nice. Is it is it the top 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 of the line? It's got dots on it. It's got it's, it's got some uh, some bletlach on it, but it's really uh, you know it's really nice. So here's another one, very similar, also a Moroccan etrog. It's also beautiful, nice shape. Do I see any black dots? Color green versus yellow. So if it's very, very green, it's Asur. But we don't get those things. We, it's, it's puzzle. But we don't get those things in the market. This is green and it's got a little bit of yellow twist to it, so it's fine. I haven't seen Poskim being concerned. I have one person that I know, he wants only yellow. As long as it's something that it's not green, green, like very dark green, you're fine with it. Green all over, like a... Like a, like a Martian. Have you ever saw a Martian before? Like that. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. I didn't see that. So, so here, it's, it's, got, it's totally clean on top. On the bottom, it's also clean. So, I would say this is even better than the first Itrog because it's totally, it's clean. I mean, the camera can't catch everything, but too bad. You're not gonna, you can't be, you can't be Yotze Arbata Minim through a camera, by the way. It's another uh, halacha. And the third etrog. Let's take a look at the third etrog. So here you have a, it's a little bit of a weaker pitam, so you have to be careful during the chag. You're not going to mess up. This is also very beautiful. Totally clean on top. I can't find any black dots. Now, people bring me the nice ones, so fine. You know, I've seen things that are horrible being sold. But there's a difference in horrible and kasher libracha, and something that's mehudar, and somebody that doesn't have a budget, and he's gonna, you know, he's gonna take food out of his children's mouth for a nice etrog. It's difference. But nowadays, people spend money on uh, on everything to spend an extra twenty bucks on a nice etrog. You know, it's not. It wouldn't be such a bad, 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 bad thing. Now, the last thing that I just want to discuss is chaser. You have to make sure that the etrog is not missing anything. It's chaser. It's not chaser. Now, chaser is only pasul the first. And in Chuslar's second day, and not the rest of the Chagim. But you have to know that if an etro could be called a chaser, it's also a problem. Now, there are two opinions what's called chaser. There is chaser Mishnabura and chaser Chazonish. Mishnabura writes in the Sharatzion, uh, he writes in the Sharatzion, Sifkatan, Chavzain, Tafresh Mem Chesifan Chavzain, that there are four klipot to the etro. There are four peels. There is the outer gloss. Then there's this red, this this green or yellow rind. Then there's the white flesh, and then you have the the actual flesh of the the white, not flesh, the white foam. And then you have the actual flesh. Now the Mishnah, so because the Shulchan Aruch writes based on the Mishnah that if the whole outer, uh, whole outer klipa is missing, it's pasul, but a little bit is kasher. So says the Mishnah, that's talking about an outer gloss. But if it would be the rind, even if it's not getting to the white, if it would be the rind, even a little bit would be pasul. 
Chazunish says there's no such thing. There's only three klipot to the etrog. And it's only going to be called chasir if you could see the white of the etrog, the white, the white uh, uh, spongy thing. The white what? The pith. The pith? Oh, wow. I learned a new English word. So, so says, the, says, the, says, says the chazunish that if the etrog is missing a little bit, that you can't see the, yet, the white yet, but you, it's missing a little bit of the rind, it's not pasul. And Mishnabur says it is pasul. In Yerushalayim, many times, I would be sitting by great Rabbanim being posek these questions. They would tell the guy, this is Pasul Mishtabura Kasher Chazonish. Yeah, because it's missing the rind, but it's not getting into the white. So that you also have to look. And that you can look at the magnifying glass. Because Chaser is not a, a matter of if it's Hadar or Mehudar. It's just missing part of the Yetrog. So that's also a very important detail to remember. So once again, let's recap. Yetrog has to have good lineage. Yetrog has to... Uh, ha, uh, has to make sure that the pitam didn't fall off, but as long as you know that the pitam was there and then it fell off while it was growing, most poskim say it's okay. Some are machinated to take a pitam. Then we said the number one thing you have to look for is cleanliness. Cleanliness means no black dots on top and throughout the rest of the etrog. After that, bletlach, which is the is the leaves that are a little bit that are a little bit uh, that are a little bit brown, that's going to be subject of opinion how important it is or not. There's going to be some that are going to say the shape is more important. Some are going to say having no blood luck is more important. But that's up to discretion. And number, and I, I, you know, you really should pick an etrog also that, that you connect with. Really. It's your heart. The etrog is a heart. So you can connect with it. So, but I'm just giving you the, the basic rules. And after you have cleanliness, it comes shape. And shape means that the okets, the, the stem and the, and the, uh, and the pitam are aligned symmetrically. And also it has, it has a beauty to it. After that, we came with chaser. With chaser, we said, there's chaser mishtabura and chaser chazonish. You have to make sure not to have the etrog chaser at all. Chazaku baruch. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.